Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is pod.com We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them We talking about life and life to stream right to you From the microphone right to your home, dude Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo Cause there it is Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a podcast for creators and dreamers and me. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. I do appreciate it. If you go to thereitispod.com, as mentioned in the theme song, you can find out blogs and old episodes, and you can find out how to support the podcast, which would be very much appreciated because I need dental work. Interesting episode today. I was going to originally air a episode, an interview with a great improviser from New York, but I'm saving that for next week. She's still going to be great and it's still going to be a great talk. I wanted to do a different thing this week being Thanksgiving. I wanted to show my thanks and I'm going to show thanks to the people who created the theme song, Vado and Neil Brooks, and also Jeff Prater for coming up with the logo. I asked him to do it, and he did, and he's great. And uh, I also want to thank the guests that I had. I'm very thankful for them. So Tess Rafferty, Corey Cavan, Kayla Milady, the Reformed Whores, Marie and Katie, Sarah Highlander, Jill Bernard, Josh Gondelman, Douglas Wittick, Greg Tavares, Lindsay Calloran, Jared Harris, Mia Jackson, Joe Toplin, Toby Morrell, Sharna Halpern, Dave Stone, and the people who are involved with the Greenville Comedy Marathon, Tom Emmons, Carrie Adams, Todd Jansen, Meg Pearson, Harrison Brookie, and Tracy Amick. Thank you. Uh, Aiden Mayery, Jimmy Corain, Justina for the New York episode, Rick Andrews, Joyelle, Nicole, Zach Ward, Harrison Brookie again, Brandy Sullivan, and Paul Mercurio. Thank you all for being on the podcast. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who's listening as well. Thank you to you. My 27th episode. I 27 is my, my number. That's my favorite number. I just realized this would be episode 27 that I'm doing this special, unique episode that I'm showing thanks for. It worked out. So some people are still reeling from the election that happened a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not in the sense of, oh, you should have voted for so-and-so, or I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not even going to name any names as a joke, because then I'd offend somebody. I'm just not trying to do that. But people are legitimately concerned, and they're legitimately scared, and they're worried. And this being a podcast about creating things, I thought, well, how do people create when they are concerned? And I don't know the answer to that. But I know it can be done, and I know it can be done because of history. This is not the first time that the country has been divided. There is literally a civil war. I heard someone point that out when someone else said, the country has never been so divided. I saw a funny guy say, well, there's been a civil war. And... Also, you think about some of the great work throughout recent history. The 1960s comes to mind. Great work was being done. But along with that great work, 
terrible things were happening. The early 60s, race relations were very tense. Bob Dylan wrote Blowing in the Wind in 1962. He recorded that in the summer of 1962. It was released in August of 63. And it's about the racial tensions of the time period. Because the racial tensions, they affected more than just black people. The terrible things that were going on, obviously, the lynching was directly happening to blacks. But people like Bob Dylan hated to see that. And he created work in this mindset, in this headspace of seeing terrible things. And you advance to 1964. Let's say it's, the, it's June of 64. And it's Mississippi. And you have the civil rights workers who were murdered. They were lynched and killed. And one of the ugliest things in our history... Uh, through that whole process and that whole case. If you've heard of the movie Mississippi Burning, it was loosely based on this. Of course, that was made years later. And I'm, I'm saying, how do people make work when this is their atmosphere, when something tumultuous is going on? Norman Rockwell depicted the murders in a painting he did called Murder in Mississippi in 1965. I don't know how somebody can make work during this, but people did somehow. You take the Supremes. It's 1964. It's August of 1964. So they just received their civil rights. But it was also right after these terrible acts in Mississippi And they were able to record Baby Love in August of 64. And in July of 64, they created Come See About Me. These are happy songs. If you hear these songs, you're thinking, oh, I love this. It's so happy. It brings joy. But it was written at this time where our country was going through one of the ugliest things it had seen in modern history. How do people create something in that headspace? It takes so much work and so much focus to be that good. And they were that good during a very, very tough time period. And you think about all the work that was being done up until the civil rights movement. And some of this work, it's being done right after a president was assassinated. So this is a very difficult time in our country's history. And yet people were able to make this great work. I can't figure it out. I I can't say that enough. If something tough is happening in my day, somebody could say something mean to me on the internet, and that's going to distract me for an hour or so. How do you live through the things that they were living through and keeping the focus that one needs to perform on the level they are performing on. I just don't see it. In 1968, in April, April 4th, Martin Luther King was assassinated. That's a date that we all know. Jimi Hendrix 
recorded an album called Electric Ladyland, which some people think is his best work. And we all know the virtuoso he was on guitar. He was phenomenal. That doesn't say enough to say he was a phenomenal guitarist, but here it is this many years later, and we're still talking about Jimi Hendrix and what he was able to do in the guitar. And some of that record, Electric Ladyland, was recorded in April of 1968. I know how tough it was for me when Prince died. I can imagine what it's like for a civil rights leader and an icon like Martin Luther King being assassinated. I can't imagine what that's like. And how do you get up and go to work? Much less create the best work that you've ever created in some people's eyes. It takes a lot of focus to play guitar on the level Jimi Hendrix played guitar. You had to put so much focus and so much effort into into practice. And that involves you having a clear enough mind. You can't have anything that is weighing you down so much that you can't focus on the task at hand of getting that good. I mean, you just really have to focus and practice to get that good. I just don't know how he did it. He recorded Voodoo Child and the Voodoo, Voodoo Child uh, Slight Return. He recorded in May of 68. We're talking a month after Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered and Somehow he had the resolve to create that song. Another thing, or that album rather, another big song of that that year was Aretha Franklin. Uh, she created a song called Think on an album called Aretha Now. And Think was recorded in April of 1968. They recorded that album through April 18th of 1968. So we're talking two weeks after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. And she created one of the greatest songs she had ever made. 50 years later, people are still talking about it. It's still one of the best songs. It's an anthem song. And she was at the top of her game during a very tumultuous time in her life, in her career, and in America's history. I think another thing, and I want to go back to 1964, that really, really hits home for me is Sam Cooke's album, Ain't That Good News, was released in January of 64, but it was recorded, the song, the song Ain't That Good News was recorded in December of 1963 a month after the president of the United States was killed, before the Civil Rights Act was passed. So you just think about what's going on for a black man in America and certain parts of the South. There's segregation. There's just direct hatred. Now, granted, Sam Cooke was out in California recording this, so he probably wasn't dealing with this sort of stuff that you'd have to deal with in Georgia or South Carolina or something like that. But just knowing that that's the world you're living in 
and a president is just assassinated. And there's the racial turmoil in the country. And on top of all of that, he recorded a song called Ain't That Good News. A positive sounding song. It is a positive song. It's a happy song. But he did that six months after the drowning death of his 18-month-old son, Vincent. I don't know how he did that. A change is going to come, recorded in January of 1964, one month later. Seven months after the death of his son. Two months after the assassination of the President of the United States. He does not have his civil rights. I'm not saying this time period that we're going through isn't so bad. I'm not saying that it's okay, it's going to be okay. I don't know what the future holds. What I'm saying is, if you're a creator, you can create. You can do it. We can do that. If Sam Cooke could do that when he did that and created the most endearing song in his catalog and a change is going to come. When he was going through personal turmoil and the country was going through what it was going through, I'm saying it's possible. I hope you are inspired to do work because if you are a creator, that's what you're here for. And it's not to hurt other people, it's to help other people. If you create, create. And create what you want to create. I can't tell you what that can be. But you can create in whatever you are going through. You can. And that is so inspiring to look back in a decade that had amazing work across the board, across mediums, during one of the most difficult times of our nation's history. Again, I don't know what we're going into, but I believe we can get through it. Well, I want to thank you for listening. This was a short one, and I do hope that you create some great work. And I hope you are keeping a journal of your work and keeping a journal of your headspace because that's going to help somebody someday. You or your kid or somebody is going to help them. Let's do this together. Be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. 